You're listening to Ew, That's Creepy Podcast. This episode is a short story written by our host, Melissa. It is titled Midnight Intuition. I knew I should have never taken this job. I just knew it. Gia thought to herself as she stared spitefully out of the gas station store window. Gia was living the typical college student life, studying half as much as she should and working part-time to afford her weekend bar trips. The only reason she chose the gas station over dancing at the Starlight Lounge was because of her dad. Professor Nelson, as the students like to call him, was a kind and patient art teacher at the local community college where Gia attended. Even though Gia's dad admired her transparency, he would have shed a tear at the thought of his baby girl, unclothed, dancing just down the road from the campus. Plus, Gia knew that someone on campus would certainly spill that secret, or worse, hold it above her head. Thinking of her dad in that moment made Gia smile. She knew that when she finally returned home around 2 a.m., her dad would still be awake, beer in hand, saying, I just can't sleep without knowing you're safe. Realizing how lucky she was to have such a caring father, Gia felt her heart soften and her hatred for the gas station diminished just a little. As Gia shuffled through her phone, She found the perfect true crime podcast to get her through the next hour and a half of work. The sound of her sparkly blue acrylic nails tapping against her phone screen was quickly drowned out by the tune of murder and mystery. Ah, serenity. A familiar thud sounded from the parking lot, plucking Gia from her 1990s cold case and back to the gas station. Gia sighed and mentally prepared herself to make meaningless chit-chat, praying that maybe they were just getting gas outside. But before she could even take out both of her headphones, the doorbell jingled as a customer pulled on the handle and entered. The customer stood on the damp welcome mat, just staring at Gia without a word as she stared back. The man was abnormally tall, dressed in a tattered brown suit with scuffed Oxford shoes. Gia thought to herself how odd it was that someone would stumble into the gas station around midnight wearing an old suit. When she finally returned the man's gaze, Gia felt hair raising on her arms as her heart sank. Still standing on the welcome mat, the suited man was staring at Gia with a smile so wide it was almost unnatural. As their eyes met, the man cheerfully said, Good evening, young lady, through gritted, smiling teeth. A chill rattled down Gia's spine, and she just smiled softly in response. Something about this man was off. Something was wrong. Gia's hand instinctively rested underneath her desk, feeling the smooth plastic of the panic button taped below. Nothing about this man outwardly indicated danger. In fact, 
the suit would lead most to believe that he was a valuable member of society. However, the pit in Gia's stomach continued to grow in this man's presence. Against her better judgment, she removed her hand from under the desk and turned around to look at the security cameras to avoid the customer's uncomfortable gaze. Gia switched between the multiple cameras outside and inside the store to make herself look busy and alert to any mischief. After a few moments of looking at the cameras and calming herself down, Gia turned back around to face the store. Her eyes scanned the aisles of candy and chips, rapidly looking for the one customer inside. But he was gone. Or so she thought. Behind a rack of cheap sunglasses in the corner of the store, the man stood, motionless, and continued to smile at Gia. If she were not in this situation, she thought to herself that the man looked almost comical. He was so tall that the sunglass rack reached just under his chin. His huge smile basically floated in the dark corner of the store. Without breaking eye contact, the customer ran his fingers almost seductively down the sunglass rack before taking a pair of aviators in his hand. Before Gia could formulate a mental plan of what to do next, the gentleman put the sunglasses on his face, his smile returning as he walked forward toward her. So, how do I look? He said, his arms hovering out towards his side, almost like a circus showman presenting the crew behind him. Gia truly didn't know what to say in return. You look creepy as hell, she thought to herself. But instead, she responded with, They look like a keeper. Would you like me to ring them up for you? Internally, Gia prayed that he would pay quickly and just leave without making any further conversation. That would be a pleasure, Gia, he said, eyeing her name tag. Another chill ran from her neck down her back hearing the customer say Gia's name. Sure, she said gently but did not reach out to grab the glasses. Rather, Gia used the computer to look up the item and quickly chose the first pair of glasses in view on the screen. However, the man reached his hand forward to set the glasses on the counter. His arms were so long that they extended far past the counter, the sunglasses slipping from his fingertips clumsily onto the ground. The plastic bounced off the floor. Oops the customer said, still smiling. At this point, Gia had grown annoyed with his seemingly coy nature and the continuous smile painted on this man's face. With a slightly annoyed expression, Gia bent below the counter to grab the glasses, sighing to herself as she did. As her black curls bounced back up above the counter, sunglasses in hand, Gia heard the man speak before she noticed what he was holding. The customer was now leaning forward, one hand planted on Gia's end of the counter, the other hand clutching a long steak knife. Scream and you'll taste this metal down your throat before anyone will even hear you. The man was smiling even bigger now, as if the knife was the punchline of a joke he couldn't wait to tell. Gia stood there motionless. She could not scream. She could not run. 
She couldn't even cry. Internally, Gia was screaming to herself to click the panic button, fight back, and hold this guy off until the police arrive. The employee safety training Gia was forced to undergo taught her that police would arrive within three to five minutes if responding to the panic button. The police station was just about four blocks away. But before she could formulate a plan, Gia was being pulled over the countertop by the neck of her polo, her sneakers kicking off the lighter and pen stands at the register. Good girl. Now we are going to go have some fun in the back. I will be as nice to you as you are to me. The man was now holding the knife up to Gia's neck, his arm pressed firmly against her chest to prevent Gia from running. Gia watched as the man flipped the gas station's open sign to closed and latched the door at the top to lock it, all within 30 seconds. Her heart sank even lower as Gia realized that this man had done this before. His motions were too quick, and his demeanor much too confident to make him a first-timer at this. With the knife pressed firmly to her throat, Gia's attacker pushed her toward the back of the store where the restrooms and employee break rooms were located. His stature made it easy to keep Gia close to him, while still opening the door to the break room. The gas station employee area was so small that only one table with two sliding chairs could fit inside, along with a few empty boxes that she had unpacked earlier to pass the time. Tears finally began to well up inside her eyes as Gia thought back to how carefree and simple life felt in that moment before. Her favorite podcast played in her ears, her thoughts bouncing around like clouds floating through the sky, picking cat hairs off her polo in between ripping off tape. Why didn't I make time to cuddle with whiskers before I left? Why didn't I eat dinner with dad before? Why did I bend down to pick up the stupid glasses and let this guy take advantage of the situation? Tears started to fall silently down Gia's face as the man pushed her onto the tabletop and began pulling off her tennis shoes. Why didn't I just push the panic button when I knew something was wrong with this guy? Why didn't I listen to myself? Gia screamed internally at herself. Her eyes stared hopelessly at the ceiling tiles above as the man began cutting off pieces of her jeans using his steak knife. That's a good girl. The attacker breathed into Gia's ear before flipping her over beneath him so she laid chest down on the table. Gia had no internal plans to fight back. This man clearly had assaulted women before, and she wouldn't be surprised if he had killed someone. All of the meditations Gia had done in the year before kept her calm, as she tried to mentally disappear into another world that was not her own. But then, a miracle happened. As Gia's head dangled face down over the end of the table, she noticed something inside one of the brown cardboard boxes she had opened before. Gleaming under the dull lights of the break room, Gia spotted the blade of the gas station's box cutter. It was out of reach from her current position, but if she could find a way to just get three seconds between her and her attacker, maybe she could have a shot at escaping. In about 10 seconds, Gia formulated her plan 
and waited to make the first move. She did not have to wait long. The man leaned forward, his breath blowing Gia's hair away from her ear. By the way he spoke, Gia could tell he was still smiling through this whole attack. Let's see if he smiles for much longer. As hard as she could manage, Gia swung her head backward toward the man, her skull slamming perfectly into the bridge of his nose. He screamed. Blood was already pouring out from the attacker's nose as he stumbled into the break room wall. Gia leapt forward, her arms outstretched, desperately grabbing for the box cutter. Luckily, Gia grabbed the handle of the box cutter before the man was able to pick up his knife that had been dropped below the table. The cards were in Gia's hands now, but she was not one for games. All Gia wanted was to run as fast as she could out the front door of the gas station and not stop until she was home, swaddled in one of her dad's tight hugs. But now was not the time to run. Now was the time to fight. Gia slashed in the man's direction, the box cutter tearing through his shirt and his chest. She slashed again as her attacker tried to defend himself, this time ripping through his forearm as pieces of brown fabric and blood fell to the ground. The man was shouting obscenities furiously at her. However, he continued to back up into the break room wall, pushing the table into Gia's legs for protection. Now it was her time to run. The break room door slammed against the hallway wall as Gia tore through the gas station, scraps of her jeans dangling and falling from her legs as she ran. Only about 10 feet kept her from inevitable freedom. If she could just get out of the gas station and scream, the man would surely retreat. Gia passed the snack aisle, then the candy, and finally was within reach of the front door. Her fingers outstretched ahead of her, desperately preparing to grab the door as quickly as possible. But then... Just as Gia was at the front of her store, her foot, now wearing only a thin sock, slipped on drops of soda that had spilled out from the fountain drink area. Gia slid painfully across the floor, scraping the skin off her knees and crashing into the front door. Panic was spreading throughout her body as Gia saw the man now sprinting across the store in her direction. Her heart finally sank into an area of no return. As Gia remembered the man locking the door just a few moments ago. Even if she had reached the door without slipping, she probably was not even tall enough to unlock the latch at the top of the door. All of this effort, all of her bravery and her strength, all of the determination that she had shown in the last five minutes was now meaningless. Her attacker was infuriated as he lunged on Gia like an animal with wounded prey. His steak knife raised in the air and Gia could see dried bits of blood still caked around its handle. Why didn't I trust myself? Why didn't I just press the panic button? Gia screamed and sobbed to herself as the knife plunged down toward her chest. (coughs) 
The sound of a cell phone ring plucked Gia from the nightmare she had just endured. (gasps) Gia sprang up from her seat at the gas station, looking around in a panicked sweat. The store was empty, as was the parking lot outside. The time on the POS machine at the register read 11.55 p.m., and Gia could still hear the sounds of Ew, That's Creepy podcast pouring out from her headphones. Jesus Christ, all of that was a dream, Gia said to herself, sitting back down on her stool, now exasperated. She almost chuckled to herself until she heard, There's no way. There is just no way. Gia hoped wholeheartedly that the dream was meaningless, just a product of falling asleep while listening to too many true crime podcasts. Her fingers stayed planted on the panic button below her desk, no matter what her head was telling her. With her heart pounding through her eardrums, Gia turned her back from the front door, afraid she was on the verge of a panic attack. However, her hold on the panic button below remained, even as the door opened behind her. The small circular mirror above her head let Gia view the customer without turning back around. An abnormally tall man, appearing to wear a tattered brown suit. It can't be. Is he... smiling? Then the sounds of a familiar voice. Good evening, young lady. Without hesitation, or even turning around, Gia trusted her gut and pressed down firmly on the panic button. The police arrived just as the customer placed his sunglasses onto the counter, finding a large steak knife tucked into his jacket pocket. Want to creep on us? Follow us on social media at ew, that's creepy podcast, or send us an email at ew, that's creepy podcast at gmail.com. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. Thanks, creepy cats.